For over 75 years, Moses has served this region with hustle, integrity, and caring. Our core values are what make us the number one provider of complete customer care, from sales to our service and parts departments, all the way to our body shop. I'm Reeves Kurtner, and this is In Your Business. Season one of In Your Business is presented by Moses Automall of Huntington, online at MosesMeansMore.com and powered by the Huntington Regional Chamber of Commerce and Kindred Communications. This week, we're talking about supply chain and inventory challenges. And we're joined by Jason Moses, Executive Manager at Moses Auto Mall of Huntington. Jason is going to share his insights on the automotive strike, hurdles faced by dealerships, strategies to overcome supply chain disruptions, and how to adapt to market shifts and meet customer demands. Let's get in your business. Jason, give us, you know, your your background, your experience in the automotive industry, what and, and what you're what you're doing now. I, uh, I basically I, I followed Moses' family tradition. I started uh, uh, with filling up the Coke machines when you know, uh, and uh, that you get your own little business as a as a, as a Moses, filling the Coke machines, yes. paying the bills, ordering the product, filling the product, uh, and then. Uh, Summers after I turned 16, I worked at the dealership, uh, parts department, service department. Uh, the last, my summer between senior year and uh, college freshman, I actually sold cars, and then I would sell cars every summer when I came home for, after, from college. Uh, and then uh, after I graduated from University of North Carolina in 95, I uh, messed around a little bit and came back to the car business in July of 97. I said, all right. I'm gonna do this full time until I figure something else out. I guess, but never did figure anything else. Right, out. right. Yeah. And then in, in 2006, 2007, you transitioned into your your current role now as a running the dealership. Uh, yeah. 06, my father re- uh, retired, and uh, and I took over the dealership. When when we see these headlines uh, all the time, uh, that we see these inventory challenges. What what are the inventory challenges that that automobile dealerships? are facing today there's an argument that we had too much product that we had too many vehicles on lot pre-covid okay uh i would argue at this point we don't have enough sure there's there's not enough out there i mean i don't i hardly have any cadillacs on the on the ground um and and they're slow to get to me uh so you know the first challenge is having supply and demand level out yeah with, with vehicles uh, and we're still a little ways off from that. When when did you start? When did you see this coming? Oh, uh, you nobody saw it coming. Yeah, I, I don't think. Well, you know they. So, COVID starts, and and I mean everybody braces for, uh, you know, I don't know the dark ages. I guess. Of course, yeah, sure. No cars. Uh, like the, the plants are going to shut down. The dealers. That's right. You know, there's not going to be any demand. Nobody's going to be buying anything. You know, we don't really. It's just a bunch of uncertainty. We don't know what's going to happen. That's right. And, and then for a couple of months, it was it was bad. I mean, we weren't selling any vehicles, and then all of a sudden, they start buying cars like crazy. Right. Um, and the, stimulus money starts kicking in, and, right. and all that kind of stuff. Sure. And the factories, uh, they they couldn't ramp up. And then, of course, we had the microchip shortage. We still have a microchip shortage. Talk about that. I mean, what what, well, what, is, what is that? What I, is, I need to I need to fact check myself, but I'm pretty sure that there was a a, a microchip factory in Japan caught on, had a big fire, and it was supplying a huge 
portion of the automotive computer chips. And that factory basically goes offline. And then you have COVID coming and everybody slows down and then now you just you can't get caught up. Sure. And every and it's not just cars, it's everything. And there's microchip. I mean your coffee maker has a microchip in it. Sure. You know? So And these things are like the size of your pinky nail, right? Like yeah, they're, maybe they're if they're that yeah, big. Right. Okay. Yeah. And you talk about it in Japan too. They they were Asia was a lot stricter on shutdowns and, and all that kind of stuff. So I'm sure that didn't help, help right, either. Right. So I, you know, I just read the other day where five figures, uh, the, the automotive industry as a whole lost five figures of production last month Okay. because of microchips. Right. And again, so... No, I don't know how they come up with that. But. Right, right, right. But is there any... What this? I feel like it was first. Now it's it was cars. Now it's microchips. What is it now? And in, in, in the the fall of twenty twenty three. Well, uh, microchips are still a problem. Uh, the other issue seems to be everybody's hiring right now. Nobody has enough people. You know, we they the the factories can't get the vehicles delivered to us. They can't they can't get the parts. They can't get the drivers. They uh, you, you know. Uh, they invoice me on a vehicle, and it might take months for the thing to actually show up. Get it. Wow! Uh, it just seems like everything's on slow motion. Yeah. How how has it affected your parts and service departments? Oh, it's you know it's been uh, uh, during COVID and 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 the aftermath, the last three years. Uh, you know, parts of, there's been parts shortages or, or or more a lot more back ordered parts. Um, you know we've had trouble getting enough people to. to work in our service department so you know our our wait times have increased um so it's it's we've we've definitely you know we've definitely been struggling to provide the level of service that we provided pre-covid sure so so how have you and again you know this is a podcast not just an automotive podcast we want you know business owners and and entrepreneurs to listen to but you know how have you you don't manage to overcome these challenges and and stay in business to continue to thrive and, and all that. Well, I mean, you just have to do the best you can, really, right? right? I mean, I just, you, what can I do to, to help the customer? I mean, if you help the customer, you're going to be fine. Sure. You, you know, that's 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 the number one thing you got to do. So you can't get the part. Well, what do we what do we do? How how we figure this out? We we look for it other other ways. Uh, you know, we we just we don't just sit there and, and say I can't do anything. We we try to figure it out. Sure. So you mentioned like Cadillacs. You don't you don't have Cadillacs. I mean, what is that? How it is? Like it's this month we don't have Cadillacs. Next month we don't have. I've been struggling with Cadillac inventory for a while. What, do you know why specifically? Versus other brands? Um, I I no, not really. <laughs> um, just. I guess supply hasn't met with demand, you know. Yeah, uh, and, and I'm a smaller Cadillac dealer. They, they, they Cadillac probably uh, they would rather send their cars to Miami or bigger markets than Huntington, West Virginia. This probably has something to do with it as well. But um, you know, you're supposed to earn, you're supposed to get product on an earn and turn basis. So. That's right. I was going to say. I mean, yeah, one car is still one car. One car is still one car. Yeah. Um, you know, and and they they they've been coming and going. We've, we we're doing okay. Sure. We probably have three or four in stock right now. So, like, what are those conversations like with your reps at at GM at Nissan? Your <laughs> are there things you can't say? Uh, <laughs> oh man, the the factories uh, they uh, their conversations seem to be one directional on their end. Yes, you know, and and now 
it, it seems like you know there's such a huge emphasis on on used and pre-owned you know automobiles. So how did how has that changed you know during during this during all these challenges? Well, the used car market is it's been a lot. It's been a lot of fun for me. It's been fun, uh, and when I say it's fun, because it's it's so when the the new cars really were gone and all of a sudden used car prices just went crazy, right? And now they've got they've dropped. I mean okay. they've they've been dro- used car prices have been dropping. New car prices are still going up right now. Because the, there's still a lack of That's inventory, right. uh, but used cars, uh, the 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 inventory has gotten more right sided, and, and and vehicle prices have dropped. Uh, not they're still, I would say, historically high. I got it, but they're not near. They've they've they, we're on the downward slope of the that that wave. What now? There might you know with this strike upcoming strike that that there could be another wave where used cars prices go back up. Of course. The interesting, you know, to me, the stock, the used cars are like a, the stock market. You know, right. you can kind of watch. Hey, the, my inventory, what, you know, I, and I have probably two million dollars worth of used cars on the lot right this second. So, uh, you know, if there's a ten percent market correction, well, I just lost two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. You know, and right. if it goes up ten percent, then you made two hundred grand. Yes. I made two hundred grand, sort of. Yeah, you're right. But once no. again, just like a stock market, you don't actually make it until you sell it. That's so. right. How has yeah exactly how has how has interest rates um, interest rates are definitely affecting things. Um, yeah, the mar- you know the, we're starting to get some inventory. Uh, this month has been a little bit slower, uh, and we 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 feel like that the interest rates are, are starting to having an effect on the car market. They are having an effect. So why are new new car prices still going up and and used is coming down? Um, There's still... The inventory? I mean, you know, you still have the inventory demands, you know? I mean, it's like I I don't have a a Escalade on the lot. I don't have a Yukon on the lot. I mean, those full-size SUVs, I mean, a lot of times they're sold before they show up. That's right. So, you know, you don't... There's Why would you... Why would General Motors put incentives on that vehicle? Sure. I do want to put an asterisk out there. Uh, we are recording this at the end of September. So if you're hearing this and going it's September of 2023 and you're going, oh, well, hey, he does have an Escalade. I do, I do want to keep in mind, go to the website, mosesmeansmore.com uh, and, and check out their complete inventory. Yeah. I wanted to throw that out there for yeah, you. Yeah, and the strike might be over by the time that's, too. That's 100% right. There might not, Maybe not, you should run this one first. Right? I think I should. <laughs> and I will. Moses Amal of Huntington has been the region's premier Cadillac dealership for over 20 years. To see our selection of new and pre-owned Cadillacs, visit us online at mosesmeansmore.com. How do you approach budgeting and forecasting when, when you don't know what you got? Uh, that's been a challenge. Um, you know, most of my forecasting is based on vehicle sales uh, or revenue. You know, you start with revenue and then you, you kind of figure out expenses uh, and you know, our projections, for the most part this year, have been pretty close. Okay, you know, I mean, we're we're, re- we're really not that. We're a little off of what we projected, but not much. You know, the the service and parts business, people need their cars fixed. You know, you know, the good thing about Huntington, West Virginia, and a, being a car dealer is you got to have a car. Just about. That's I right. Mean, most people, you know, it, it's hard to not have a car in this area. That's correct. And if you don't fix the one you're driving now, then you got to buy a new one pretty soon. Yep. So. Uh, it's it's a, a fairly consistent business model, uh, and service and parts have been pretty steady this year. Our body shop, our body shops, uh, having record months. Uh, they just keep having record months. Yeah. That, that's been a lot of fun. The body shop's really doing well, um, and so the you know the the biggest variable is the 
sales, the, right. the vehicle sales. And, and it's been fairly, I mean, use, the used car market, you can control your own destiny. You know, the new cars, I can only sell you what GMC, Nissan, and Cadillac send me. That's right. But used cars, all I got to do is just go find a good deal someplace and I can pass it on to you. And, you know, I just I, so, trade for them, buy them at auction, buy them off the street, whatever. Have you ever, do, do you ever to go, screw it, I don't want to sell new cars anymore, I just want to be a used car guy? The hypothetically, yes, yeah. definitely. Hypothetically. There are times when you know you talked about those conversations with the manufacturers. There's definitely times where you're just like biting your tongue and going, "Gosh, I, I, should, I don't know why I fool with these people anymore." What? What? Why do you fool with them still? I mean, what are what are those benefits versus doing new and used versus just doing used? Well, the one of the best ways to generate used car inventory is by trading for them on the new cars. That's right. You know, and yes. and, and and so. You buy a, a Yukon from me. You bring it to my store twice a year to get serviced for re- religiously for three or four years, and then you bring it in and trade it in on another one. Yours is going to be pretty easy to sell. I mean, That's right. You know, all yep. Reeves is taking great. Look how he, he, we've serviced this thing. He's been taking good care. We we know that. I mean, it just the story just makes it easier to sell, right? And and we know it's a good vehicle. We're not going to spend a lot getting it ready for the lot. Um, so that's a that's one of the best ways. That's the the best way of getting a used car is to trade for it. I like it. Yeah. H- how have customers been dealing with these challenges? Um, you're again. I, I know they they know that it's not just one place. But how how have they been dealing with all these challenges? Um, uh, inventory specifically, uh, not inventory. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I you know I. I I, I can't get the vehicle. Nobody else has it. No, we've got it coming. Are they pre-ordering and waiting for oh, a new one? So what we've really been doing, people come in. This is, especially at the, the, at, at the most challenging inventory places, they'd come in and say, well, we, we, we just tell them everything we got coming. Here's the vehicles we got coming. And they go, oh, well, I like that one. I'll take it. Uh, that's right. Yeah, and, yeah, and we'd yeah. actually have them sign paperwork on the vehicle. Now, of course, if it came in, it wasn't what... You know, uh, we really didn't care if they bought it or not, right? Because if they said no, we just sell it to the next person. Of course. So, but we were trying to, you know, well, here you sign the paperwork. If, if it doesn't meet your expectations, you don't have to buy it. That's right. You know, but we're expecting you to buy it. Yeah. You're expecting to buy it, and when it shows up, we'll call you. And we'd show, they'd show up, we'd call them, and they'd come in and get it. Who would ever think that people would buy a car based on what you got coming? Right. You know. <laughs> uh, it, it was crazy. It's, I mean, it's still, it's still like that on our full size SUVs for the most part. Really? Some of, you know, we definitely still have products that are like that. Yeah, they're already sold. How, how have your, um, your employees handled this? Um, your, your sales guys. They've all done. You know, we, we've paid them. They, they've done. They're, 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 you know, they're not sitting at home starving. They're doing good. I got it. Uh, and, and it really makes it's made for. A, a, it actually has not been a bad experience for anybody. You know. I mean, it sure is a lot easier selling the car when it's not there, you know, to somebody that wants it. That's right. You know, you say, all right, sign up. And then when they come in, all you're doing is delivering it to them, right? Which is the fun part of it anyway. Hey, your new vehicle's here. Come on and get it. Look, this thing's awesome. Yes. Here's the key. And it is awesome, right? right? So uh, it's changed their process but our people uh, my sales team has been doing it for a long time and they've you know they've done really well and uh they've managed these problems i I, you know great uh so i i feel like 
they they are they they've done real well with it. Do you think there's any lessons from this that when this is leveled out um, that you can take from this? You know, looking ahead, you got normal inventory, you got all the new vehicles you want, you got all the new all the used interest rates are where you want them to be is our strikes over um you know is there lessons like hey that's a lot of stuff you just listed yeah i know <laughs> yeah it sounds like a fun business <laughs> um you know I, I still to me this business is not really that hard you just take care of the customer um if you do that it's gonna work out and, and you know we've sold cars when we had way too many we've sold now we've sold cars when we had too few and um but at the end of the day, you just you just need to take care of the customer. You do what you say you're going to do. Moses Auto Mall of Huntington has been the region's professional-grade GMC dealership for over 20 years. To see our selection of new and pre-owned GMCs, visit us online at MosesMeansMore.com. So talk about the automotive strike. Um you know, from from your perspective, what what is it? Where is it? Because uh, it's not every. It's not it, you know, Ford is not shut down completely. Nissan GMC is not shut down completely. It's mm-hmm. and, and Chrysler Dodge Jeep. It's individual factories and, and so forth. I mean, give me your perspective on well, that. I feel like the union has has done a. They, they've been very smart in how they're doing this. Traditionally, what I've read, traditionally they've picked one of the three manufacturers because the contracts all are around the same time for whatever reason. When they're going to renew? Yes. Yeah, right. Uh, and they typically pick one of the manufacturers and just strike that one and leave the other two alone. And, and, and this time they struck all three, but they haven't struck them completely. They've only shut down like one factory for each. Uh, but they've they've actually just bumped that up to a second factory with General Motors. Okay. Um, and the, the second one is a, a, a problem for my customers. They've shut down the parts distribution. Okay. So now it's going to be really tough for me to fix vehicles until they stop striking that point. What, what kind of parts? Everything? I mean, there's a distribution center. Oh, the whole. Oh, it's not, I, it's not a manufacturing it facility, it's oh, the okay. distribution center. Okay. Jeez. Yes. And so they struck they struck one plant that makes Colorado, Canyon, and Savannah, which you're like, huh, those aren't very high volume vehicles. Um, yeah, I was trying to get, I, I went to one GMC meeting. I was like, hey, uh, talk to the zone manager. I would like to get some Savannahs. And the whole table started laughing at me, which is like, hmm, okay, that's not a good sign. But hey, regardless, that's a side story. I got it. Um, they struck that plant, but that plant makes some part. That, so it actually also shut down another plant. Got it. That make Malibus and wow. Cadillac XT4s. They can't get that part. Yeah. And now they're hitting the distribution center, so it's going to be really hard to get the parts to repair people's vehicles. And, and you know, I mean, that's uh, that's going to be tough for GM to, you know, to ignore this. Yeah. You know, and, but it's also going to be tough to pay the union a 35% pay increase, let them work 20% less hours and give them a full pension. That's right. You know, I mean, yes. so I, I don't know where this, I, I, I really, Reason I believe this strike's going to take a while. Okay, I mean, but it sounds like they're far apart. We'll find out. It's all, I'm on. It's it's recorded, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So September. I feel like this is going to be a while. September twenty seventh or eighth, almost October. Yeah. We'll see what happens. So how how are you preparing now for a potential strike? Well, we've already started trying to resource. We're, we're trying to find General Motors has these parts programs where if I don't buy, you know, there's aftermarket parts, right? Okay. And they, and if I buy all aftermarket parts, they start. Penalizing. Them. Okay, they've waived that program at this point. That's good. Um, well, it is good. Yeah, and, and so we're trying to get creative on where we get parts for these vehicles. You know, um, 
uh, we're you know, and we we're buying them. And the interesting thing is, well, all these car dealers are, that they have bloated parts inventories right now. And there's people out there that have bloated parts inventories. I'm a little, I actually, I have some old stuff that I need to get rid of. Okay, we're going to thin some of this out. Got start it. swapping, you know, because you can't buy it from me. You know, you can't right. buy it directly from GM. So. That'll help. We'll we'll do that for a little while. We'll just have to get creative. We've already still we're already having problems getting parts to fix people's cars. I was going to ask. I mean, is that the first problem? This this parts supply stuff. That's going to be the first problem right. for you. What do you think the future looks like on on so strike? You think it's going to take a long time? Inventory. Yes. It's not going to help. It's not going to help inventory. It's not going to help anything. You know, and 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 like even if General Motors and Stellantis and Ford are the only ones that are affected by the strike, which it's not necessarily the case, but that could just be those three. It's going to affect everybody's inventory. Say it again. Is there anybody else in America that can be affected by this? Who else? Is, can, well, can, can Toyota be affected by this? Indirectly. Yeah. You know, if they're one of their suppliers is affected by it, and now that you know that it, so indirectly they could. You know, I, I don't believe. The UAW is not in any Toyota. That's what I was asking. So, okay, yeah, I don't think so. Well, then I mean I'm not positive. Yeah, about I got that it. Either. But then like there, there's there's I know Ford is made in Mexico. Oh well, there's ooh, there's, right. there's Fords made all over the world. Yeah, so so are those are they're not UAW? Can they can those no, cars still come not. to America? These are only American yeah. vehicles. So the most of the I mean Nissan has a plant in Canton, Mississippi, and a plant in Smyrna, Tennessee. Okay, Hondas in Ohio, Kias got in Georgia, and you know I mean Toyotas. Buffalo, West Virginia, right? That's right, yeah. Uh, so, but General Motors, Ford, Stellantis, you know, the big three, right? The big American three car companies, they have they have a tremendous amount of their, they have more, of percent, a higher percentage of their vehicles are made in America. That's right. And, of course, they're all unionized. Yeah. I just wonder how it, aff- again, how it affect those other, the ones it, that are made. It would be made. more indirect, unless, you know, the, the, these UAW contracts are specifically with these three companies. That's right. So even if you are a UAW worker at one of these other places, assuming they have the UAW yes. in them, um, they're not, wouldn't necessarily be on strike because they're under contract. But the way they could be affected is if a supplier, like, yeah. you know, this shut down a supplier, whether now the supplier also supplies the Oh, the uh, Honda plant in Ohio. Well, That's right. Now we can't get parts, so we can't make cars. Could could GMC be like, hey, let's make more uh, of uh, what did you say, Colorados? Can we make more Colorados overseas and then ship them over here? Could they do that? Uh, well, do you, if if that plant wasn't already making that vehicle, yeah, you can, but just take a couple of years. Of course, okay, to set it up. Like I said, yeah. I, mean, I'm, I know I'm asking ignorant questions, but yeah. that's, I mean, it's. I'm not in this world, right? And, right. And, and and but it's it's just interesting times. I've, like I said, I mean, I know I'm. I, I've never seen all three strike before. It's like, well, no, they never have all been all three. Well, and regardless of whether they, let's say that they don't affect the other auto auto manufacturers. Well, just the lack of that portion of inventory is going to create where people. I want to buy. A, I got to buy a Ford truck. I can't buy a Ford truck. You know, I might. I'll go buy a, t- a Toyota Tundra. That, and now right. all of a sudden, you know, supply is not keeping up with demand, and so it, it it's it will affect everybody, one way or the other. That's right. What what advice, you know, would you give to other businesses, other industries, you know, that that are that that could be dealing with inventory supply chains, supply chain issues uh, and, and challenges? 
Uh, well, you got you got always be looking ahead. You know, it's just like in used cars. Um, we if we feel like the used car market is getting ready to go up, then you should be buying right now, right? You know, stock up and. Uh, when and when you think it's going to go down, well, you should be more aggressive on selling, selling out your inventory, right? Because I, I'm going to be able to replace that unit cheaper in the future. Uh, and you know, there's there there was a point where oil was scarce. I think it was 2021, maybe we bought a whole bunch, and it took us a while to go through it. You know, right. and we had a bunch of oil on the books, but it also allowed us to do the things that we wanted to do. You know, I mean. Uh, you got to be uh, you got got to be looking ahead a little bit and thinking about macroeconomic issues and how that's going to affect your portion of it and yeah and, and then you know you place bets and hope they come out. That's right. Um, anything else? Anything else I missed on this? Yeah, you know, I, I guess one last thing that I want I wouldn't mind going on record for saying this too, since we um, you know all the manufacturers have been talking about how they're never going to get back to way it was on inventory that. Um, that uh, you know we're going to keep this inventory really tight, sixty day supply or less. And uh, I've been saying from the get go that that, that that we're going to be right back to where we were. Sure, where it's more of a ninety, one hundred twenty day supply. Yeah, I, I really believe that. What, what does that mean, sixty to ninety day supply? What do you mean by that? Well, if I sell uh, ten GMC, uh, if I sell thirty GMC Sierras a month, then I need a. a 30 day supply would be 30. Okay. A 60 day supply would be 60, or 30, yeah, 60 day supply okay. would be 60. A 90 day supply would be 90. Right. So it's it's based on your sales. So so what what does that mean now? Again, explain it again. I'm, I'm being ignorant here. All so. right. So when COVID came and all of a sudden there's not enough inventory, right? right? And, and and so prices go up and, and you know, uh, and the manufacturers they they stop putting rebates out on these vehicles, right? So now all of a sudden, if you had a five thousand dollar rebate on that truck, and now you don't have a five thousand dollar rebate on that truck, and you raise the price, clearly you're making more money when that truck is sold than when it wasn't, right? That's right. So they've the the manufacturers have done very well in this time, and they and they go, well, gosh, this is great. We should keep it like this all the time. We're going to keep it where inventory matches. Demand, so okay. we don't have to use these big incentives to sell these vehicles. Okay, so it's going to be less expensive for us to sell these vehicles, and they've all been saying that. And I, 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 I think there's going to be five, eight thousand dollar rebates on these trucks again, and so they, right around the corner. Now the strike's going to that's hold right. this up probably. It's going to be a little further off in the future. Than, so what did you all operate at pre-COVID? How many? How many? How many? Uh, the, I think the whole the industry as a whole. Was probably closer to ninety days. Okay, maybe seventies, eighties. Anyway, and and also it would it depends on the you know uh, the 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 individual vehicle makes a big difference. Of course, and the, and the manufacturer. You know, if you if you if you got the a hot product, you may be running on you know fifteen twenty day supply. Okay, sure. Uh, and then I, I always feel like trucks are a little because people want a lot of variety. So we would typically intentionally stock. Maybe a ninety-day supply, and, okay. and I'm I wouldn't be surprised if trucks didn't hit a higher day supply nationwide. Maybe ninety, maybe one hundred twenty-day supply. Okay, uh, and but they said they're not going to go back to that. But I think. But that, you think they will? I think they will. Got it. Which will be a good thing, right? That's that's good for the customer. It's good for the consumer. Yeah, that's you right. have it means you go down and look like it used to be. You go down the car lot, you got lots of choices, and then there's incentives. You know, there's a big rebate or special financing or something. Um, you know, and it's a competitive marketplace where we're bidding against each other so it's definitely good for the, the 
the uh, customer. It's not as good for the manufacturers or for the dealer, right? I'm carrying that inventory. There's an inventory cost. Uh, I'm paying floor plan on those vehicles. That's right. Um, and the manufacturers have to put on big incentives. This has been In Your Business. I'm your host, Reeves Kurtner. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, subscribe, share, and even leave us a review. Season one of In Your Business is presented by Moses Automall of Huntington. MosesMeansMore.com. Empowered by the Huntington Regional Chamber of Commerce and Kindred Communications. This is Jason Moses, Executive Manager of Moses Automall of Huntington, where Moses means more. Thanks for listening to In Your Business.